welcome to this episode of Cold Talk. I'm your host, Cole Martins, and thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there, you can message me questions or topics like to hear in the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button to get alerts. So when the newest episodes are released, you can find the podcast on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, and also iHeartRadio and all the other platforms out there. So don't forget to hit that subscribe and or follow button. And I'd also like to thank my brother Landon Martins for the amazing artwork on the page. To see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at Mr. Fancy Land. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-N. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about wrestling and AEW Dynamite on October 26, 2022. A lot of great action on the night, including an AEW World Championship match between John Moxley and uh, Penta Azero uh, Mendel. And also we had a number one contenders match between FTR, Swerve, and our glory going against each other. Winner will take on the acclaim. We had Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia going against Weary Yuta and Claudio uh, Castellanovo. And also, we had Brian Danielson and Sammy Garvara and Riho and Jamie Hayter all going against each other on the night. Uh, so a lot of great action tonight. Uh, a lot of interesting storyline details to go through in this, uh, which we'll go through uh, this episode. But there's a lot to keep an eye on what happened here at AEW, especially some continuing to try to build up to the full gear pay-per-view in mid-November. But we'll start off with uh, the main parts of the show, and we'll start before we go into the AEW World Championship match. We are talking about what happened with MJF first in his interview to make sure this makes more sense when we get to the end of that match. So first off, we had Renee uh, do an interview with MJF, uh, pretty much talking about his number one contendership ahead of the World Championship match at Full Gear against John Moxley. Uh, he pretty much talked to the crowd in a very positive way, act, instead of being a heelish kind of thing. He added little things in there to make it sound heelish, but it seemed pretty face, in my opinion, the whole time he was talking. Uh, he made fun of John Moxley a little bit throughout this. He uh, Kept talking about how he was going to win. He was going to prove himself. He talked about how he's not even bring the diamond ring to the uh, the match that he uh, the dynamite diamond ring to the match that he at full gear. He's going to try to win it clean. He's pretty much what he was saying. Uh, then out of nowhere, Strokely Hardway would come out and talk about how he needs would talk about beating up uh, John Moxley before the match. MJF said, "No, we don't want that. I don't want that. I want to be 100 to prove that I can beat him at his best. To prove that I can beat him." At any time, pretty much threatening Strokely that if he does this, I'm going to fire you. Which then leads us to the AEW World Championship match between John Moxley and Penta. Uh, great match between these two. You can tell these two have real great chemistry. Hard-hitting match, quick-moving match with both these guys that went back and forth uh, throughout it. It seemed like Penta had some good chances. It looked like he might possibly win. But again, of course, John Moxley kicks out. Uh, then it looks like Penta was going for a high-risk maneuver off the rope. He would get it. And mid-air, he'd get caught into the Paragon shift. Then followed up by a Death Rider to retain his championship. So, again, no, no surprise there. John Moxley retains the championship. But it was an excellent match with both these guys. Again, great chemistry before them. But the key thing is what happened after the match. As W. Uh, Morrisley, the Gun Club, and Ethan Page, and Strokely, all of them out there for the, uh, for the uh, firm, all came out. Uh, MJF, would uh, we'd see them be, all being the living hell out of Moxley. MJF then would come out to the ring and start deciding if he wanted to help Moxley or not as he was getting beat up in the ring as he moved back and forth across the entranceway. And finally, he ran down to the ring trying to tell Stokely to stop and pretty much said he was fired. And while his back was turned, talking crap to Moxley, 
we would see the firm attack him, beat the hell out of MJF, and then throw him outside the ring where we see Morris Lee throw him to the table and pretty much end the show that way. Uh, weird way to end it, I would say, in my opinion, because the firm kind of just gets involved in this out of nowhere when I don't think it's going to be needed. Again, it's probably going to end up, if I had to guess how this is going to go, the way they're doing this right now, is that they're making trying to make it seem like MJF is going to become a face at some point, which, again, I don't see that happening. There's no way that's going to happen. I can't be fooled on that one. He's just too good of a heel. So I think what's going to end up happening with this whole storyline with the firm getting involved is that he's going to act like he hates the firm. He's going to act like he doesn't want their help. He doesn't need their help. Then out of nowhere, the firm's going to show up at full gear, help him out. MJF's going to say this was planned all along. I'm going to be surprised if he pulls out that diamond ring and hits Moxley with it to pick up the win. Uh, he's going to do something weird like that. It's going to be a double swerve. It's pretty much what's going to be happening here. Just to let you all know, that's what I'm pretty sure is going to be happening. Because again, MJF being a face just doesn't make any sense at all. This is obviously going to be a double swerve. And it seems like AEW has been pretty unique. Wanting to do that quite a bit with this double swerve thing to kind of maybe possibly start fake some fans out. But once you do it too much, it kind of becomes obvious when these things are starting to happen. At least that's what I am seeing at this point right now. So we will see what's going to happen here. But again, I don't think the firm need to get installed in this rivalry. I think you could have told the story clearly with just the the combat club and MJF with the way they're using Regal, a part of this as well. Uh, but again, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case anymore with Regal getting involved anymore. It seems like the firm's going to be the main thing to help out in this one. But again, we'll see what this leads to. But it looks like we're going to have a double swerve from MJF coming up here pretty soon. The firm's probably going to get involved in some way at full gear for the championship. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But again, for the AEW World Championship match, John Moxley picked up the win over Penta. Next, we had the number one contenders match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. It was FTR took on Swerve in our glory. So Dex, uh, Hart, Hartwood, and Cash Wheeler were, of course, carrying around all those tight team belts they had with the New Japan Pro Wrestling Championship, the Ring of Honor Championships. I believe there's also the AAA Championships they have on them as well. Uh, but they are now looking to add that fourth one, which is the AEW Tag Team Championships, as the former champions, as uh, both of them are former championships, would say. But the previous champions, Keith Lee and Swerve Scott, are looking to get the revenge on the Acclaim, as the Acclaim did come out in this match. They did watch this on ringside with uh, Billy Gunn as well with them. So they wanted to get front, front row seats to this match. Uh, but a pretty good solid match between these two. Back and forth between them. It seemed like either team was going to get wins at multiple times. As it looked like each team was going to, at least two or three times, going to get a pinfall. But it was broken up by either someone on the other person's team or something weird happening. Uh, but it was very interesting. Then we got down to the very end. We would see some a fight break out outside for a little bit. Uh, between, I think it was Swerve and... One of the members, I think it was Hard, uh, Hardwood would be Dex would be outside. Uh, he would get caught up by the Gun Club, who would hold on to Wheeler outside as Swerve would end up hitting a low blow on Wheeler, which allow Keith Lee to hit his power bomb to pick up the win and help the Swerve and Argolia get their rematch against the Acclaim again. A little bit too much going on in this end of this match. I feel like it was a good match throughout. I don't think that we needed. The, I, I know they'll use the Gun Club to pretty much try to say, "Hey, we kind of make sure the FTR loses clean uh, in a weird way." That this uh, just kind of have them have a reason for the loss, but at the same time, FTR has been have had I think have had all three of these titles for quite a while now. It seems like, and they can for some reason for a team that has that much gold, you think it'd be pretty easy to get your way to the tag team title picture for AEW. But they just keep on struggling, which kind of 
devalues those championships a little bit in my mind, I would say. Uh, again, you can agree with me and disagree with me if you want, but uh, when you keep on losing and keep on not getting a shot for the major title that you guys should be going for, it kind of devalues all those other championships, in my opinion. So, again, FAEW kind of dropping the ball on this one a little bit. Yes, it's going to set up a right between the Gun Club and FTR, which I'm not too interested in seeing anyways to begin with. But I, I guess that's what their plan is going to be here. Again, I wish FTR would get a shot for the AEW Tag Team Champions here. At least they can go for the gold, and if they win, they win. If they lose, I guess you can make them lose in a cheap way. That way, I think, would be the best idea. But having them uh, lose in the middle of the ring kind of like that, it kind of just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but again, Swerve and Ugly will get their rematch. And then we see some tension between these uh, Keith Lee and Swerve uh, in the past. So I would believe that this tag team is going to be coming to an end very soon. Especially if Swerve keep on doing heelish kind of moves in the matches. So don't be surprised if we have uh, Swerve and Our Glory coming to an end here in the next couple months. Or even next month, I would say. As we'll see what that will climax to. But again... They sort of go picks up the win over FTR, and FTR now has to continue their journey to try to win those AEW Tag Team Championships to collect their fourth and probably the main goal uh, for the titles they want to collect in the Tag Team Division. Next, we'll talk about the match that began the night, which is Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia taking on Weird Yuta and Claudio as a Ring of Honor World and Pure Champions, which World Champion Jericho, Pure Champion Garcia. Well, guys, the Blackpool Combat Club's former champions that held those tights at, titles as the previous World Champion Claudio and the previous Pure Champion Wiriuda look to try to get some revenge for their uh, loss of both these men. Uh, pretty good match between this one, back and forth between these two teams. I thought this was a very fun match to watch, uh, going crazy. And Claudio, at the end, was absolutely fantastic as he just got a huge burst of energy out of nowhere. Just started running everybody over. At one point, he did the swing with Gar uh, on Jericho. Well, Garcia was on his back, which was a very impressive uh, feat of strength by him. Then he would go outside the ring. Uh, all of uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society was outside. He ran over everybody outside and took everyone out before hitting his finisher and taking out Chris Jericho and picking up the win over Chris Jericho, which now will set Claudia with a more than likely rematch against Jericho for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, again, great, great match between these two, but I think there's some also some issues in this match as well, as it seems like Claudio was the man, man doing majority of the work in this one. So I would, I wish we could see a little Yuta a little bit more in this match. I, I would agree with that one. Uh, I think Claudio did a lot of work, and I, again for a guy who's been off TV as for as long as he has too for Claudio, uh, he came back. I think he came back on TV last week after being a month off TV. I think his was almost since he lost the title. It was the last time he was on TV. So him coming back last week to finally to get his spot, a match on TV, which was this week, to get the big win and now set up another rematch versus Chris Jericho, which is weird because you usually don't see rematches in AEW. But now in one night, we see a pair of people getting uh, rematches for the titles that they lost. So very interested in that one. Kind of surprised about that one. Especially with Claudio being off TV as long as he has been. Uh, but good for him. I'm glad to see Claudio is getting some more TV time. So hopefully this possibly gets uh, more recognition. But we know Claudio ain't winning the title back. That'd be kind of weird if he won the title back from Chris Jericho. Which means that we know Jericho's going to win this match at some point between these two. You'd think that was would be what happened. Again, seems like a little bit of split booking as well too. Which is a lot of people are not big fans of. So we'll see what that leads to as well. But you got to believe Jericho's going to beat Claudio. 
Uh, and it's going to lead to who could possibly be Jericho's next opponent after that one. Uh, but again, another thing that's talked about here, as we'll talk about, we'll see this in our next match as well. Uh, seems like the Jericho Preacher Society is getting a little bit too much TV time, in my opinion. I believe this match went for over 20 minutes, and they even had the intro part as well going into the show. So it's about 30 minute segment overall with Jericho's Preacher Society in that one. Of course, they got the match with Sandy Guevara and Brian Danielson, which we'll talk about here in a little bit as well. So they got almost half of the time for the Jericho Preaching Society in this show. And there's a lot of guys backstage that are not being used as much, which I wish that they would be used a little bit more. So hopefully Aiden because that figured out a little bit as well too. But it seems like you almost have to have the booking where you'd work one week and then you take a week off and work again is what would be best for AEW in my opinion. But again, that's my mindset. You guys might think differently from what I'm saying because these, these are the biggest storyline people on the show. In your opinion, I understand that as well. But... I do wish uh, some more guys got some more time on TV a little bit. I think that would be good for the brand. But again, when you have so many people, so many people on your roster, it's kind of hard to find some room for some people from time to time. And I get that as well. But speaking of this match, after this match, after Willer Yuta and Claudia went backstage, we would see Renee interviewing Brian, Daniel Bryanson, uh, Brian, uh, Brian Danielson, I should say. Uh, who was uh, interrupted and disrespected by Yuta as da Bryanson... Brian was uh, talking about Yuta and all, what happened between them the previous week. They would have started going at each other before getting broken up by Claudio. As they say, he said that they needed to go backstage and have a talk about this in the locker room. Uh, so all the Blackpool Combat Club went backstage into the locker room and talked it out. Which is one thing I forgot to mention as well with the uh, John Moxley attack. Who was also part of that group while he was getting attacked by... The uh, firm, they were locked in the locker room while they're having this talk, so they could not go out and help John Boxley. So that is why Moxley got the crap kicked out of him without any help. I should have mentioned that earlier. Uh, but that was what led to that. So, again, so some tension building up between the Blackpool Combat Club, which seems like some things might be happening between Danielson and Yuta here pretty soon. So we'll have to wait and see what happens between that. Could it mean Danielson could be leaving at some point? We'll have to wait and see. But that's what all things are looking at. Speaking of Danielson, we'll talk about his match with Sandy Guevara. Uh, pretty good match between these two. Uh, back and forth. It wasn't anything too incredible in this one. But a solid match to say. Uh, but in this one, it was Daniel Bryan picking up the win over Sandy Guevara. Again, good match. Nothing too crazy in this one. As we would see him win this one by submission due to a triangle. Uh, but again... A good win for Danielson. Good to see him pick up another victory here, especially after losing his, I believe his previous two he lost. So now he's back on track on the winning side. And now we get ready to see the feud probably building up here even more as weeks go on between Yuta and Danielson. So again, we'll see what that leads to, but it will be interesting to see what will happen to the Blackpool Combat Club and see who possibly stays and who goes. Next, we had uh, last week, Riho making her return to AEW as we have our first match back against Jamie Hayter. Uh, great uh, little back and forth exchange between these two. Couple parts a little slower, which I understand from Rio after being off for a little bit. I don't know. I can't remember if she was off for injury or not. I can't fully tell you, but she did have some parts where she just looked like she didn't connect correctly. And it was a little awkward at points. I feel like, but overall, it was a decent match. I'd say between these two women. But at the end of it, Jamie Hader would pick up the win thanks to help from the outside distraction from Britt Breaker in Rebel. At times, like Rio was going to pick up the win, and they were able to stop her. And that gave Hader finally an opportunity to pick up the win in this one. Uh, then the, after the match, we would see the AEW World Women's Champ, the AEW Women's Champion Tony Storm appear and hold up the title 
in front of Hater, who was in the ring looking at her, pretty much, pretty much teasing a match between Storm and Hater at some point here, which again should be very interesting. Because I'd say Hater is probably the most over woman in AEW right now. She is getting a big ovation from the fans, which means it's going to be fun. Or it should be interesting to see how the fans are going to react with Storm versus Hater. Because Storm is going to more look like the heel in this match because she's going to be being booed by everybody. Uh, so again, we'll have to wait and see what's going to go on here. I kind of wish they would have t- did more with the Hater. It looked like she's going to leave Britt Baker and all that uh, in the last, I think it was a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. They teased that a little bit. But they went away from it. I wish they kind of would have continued with that more. Because I think Hater would have been better as a face. And possibly going against Baker at some point. Maybe you have her win the title and do that. That's possibility as well. I, I should mention this is the interim women's championship as well. I still believe. Because I don't think Tony... That's uh, a storm. But uh, either way. I, uh, we, Tony Storm and uh, Hater will be going at each other pretty soon here. I'm guessing they'll be at the full gear pay-per-view. For the AEW interim women's championship. As Thunderstorm. That's how I shot it. Thunder Rosa, excuse me, is the uh, AW, real AEW Women's Championship until she comes back. Tony Storm is interim champion. That's what I meant to say earlier that I forgot her name completely for some reason. Probably because I haven't seen her on TV in a while. Uh, but either way, we were setting up Storm vs. Hater here soon. That should be a great match, I think. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how the crowd uh, is going to react to this one. Because you know they're going to want Hater to win more than Storm. So it'll be interesting what Tony Khan and company have planned for this match between those two. Also, some other things to talk about on the night. We had a very interesting uh, little package at the end before a commercial uh, before a commercial break during the show. And that was the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega getting a package. As we've seen the history of them in AEW, the pretty much the introduction of them in AEW, them in the ring at AEW throughout the years. And it was pretty much them just being dissolved uh, out into thin air, kind of like the Thanos snap, just completely disappearing off the screen, so it was very interesting, and then they showed an AEW logo with the E dissolving in that one, so pretty much a package, almost saying that without us, there is no AEW, uh, so I'd be expecting Young Bucks and Omega to come back as heels when they do, but that is a interesting little side thing to talk about, because they will be making their return, it looks like here, pretty soon, one of these prizes that full gear, they make their return um, in a very vicious presence, taking out somebody in some way, so I have to wait and see who or what that will be, but interesting to do that, especially with the news of CM Punk getting his contract bite out. So with them, with this announcement, I'm gonna guess the CM part must be true that he will be out and will not be in AEW anymore. But again, that's something we we'll have to wait and see. Also, backstage there's a promo uh, between Ray Felix and Luchasaurus getting into each other's face, and they were interrupted by the All Act Champion Orange Cassidy, who issued a challenge for. Both the men to face him for the AE, uh, the yeah, AEW All Night Championship. I believe that will be uh, next Wednesday on Dynamite. So that would be interesting to see that match. I think that would be a fun one to watch between those three. Uh, expecting a lot of uh, high-flying and great moves between these guys as well. So should be a fun match for the All Night Championship next week on AEW Dynamite. Uh, but that is everything that happened on the show. Again, a lot of great action, but a lot of things that need to get figured out, I think, too, before all this stuff happens. Because... There's a lot going on here on the night. Again, uh, we had the John Max retain his championship against Penta. We had the Firm attack him. Then we had MJF go out. He gets attacked, and the Firm take him out. So, again, setting up probably a double turn for MJF. FTR loses to Swerve in our glory. So, FTR's chase for the AEW World Championship is halted once again. As Swerve in our glory, glory will get a rematch as that group, I'm going to be guessing, will be breaking up here within the next month. We had Yuta and Claudio beat Jericho and Garcia in a tag team match. Again, 
Claudio picking up the win over Jericho, so setting up again another rematch for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, kind of wish we had a little more Garcia in this match too, which I didn't mention, but either way, and Yuta as well, both these guys kind of seem sided a little bit in that one. But Claudio will pick up the win, we'll see a rematch between Jericho and Claudio here coming up soon. Daniel Bryanson beats Sammy Guevara in a match, so again, tension between him and Yuta, we'll see that match coming up probably pretty soon, we'll be surprised if we see that at full gear. And Jamie Hayter beats Rio on her in her return. Again, surprising she losing her first match back as an AEW. But Hayter picks up the win. And she now looks like Tony Storm came out and set up a match between her and Hayter. Probably, again, coming up here at full gear. But a lot of interesting things happening here on AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night. So we'll see where this all leads to going into next week and possibly Rampage as well. So we'll keep an eye on all of that. But a lot of interesting things happening as they get are starting to build up more and more each week for the full gear pay-per-view. We are starting to see the matches get built as the weeks go on here. So it's interesting to see what this all leads to. But again, AEW Dynamite, a pretty good show on the night, I would say. Just some question marks all around in the air for what is going to happen. Uh, coming up here to the full gear pay-per-view, so we'll have to keep an eye and see. But that's all the rest I'm going to talk about here today. Thank you guys for tuning with me. For the latest information show, you can follow me on Twitter at Cold Talk. Also, like me on Facebook at Cold Talk as well. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. And then you can message me questions or topics like to hear on the show. You can maybe tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. You can find that the podcast on all the major platforms including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, and more. So make sure you hit the subscribe and or follow button. Talking about the schedule coming up here for the next couple of weeks. Coming up this week, I should say. On Saturday, we'll be talking about what happened on WWE SmackDown. Then we'll flip all the way over to Tuesday, which we'll talk about what happened on WWE Raw. And also do my sports podcast. We'll be talking about the World Series, which is beginning here on Friday. Also, we'll talk about the NASCAR playoffs, which we'll have the championship four announced after Sunday. So we'll figure out who will be racing for the championship in a, a couple weeks from now. Also, we'll talk about the NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, MMA, whatever is going on in the sports world. We'll be, I'll be talking about it on my sports podcast. So again, that'll be happening on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, we'll talk about what happened on WWE's NXT. And I'll also be talking about the NFL, talking about week nine in the NFL. We're crazy. I was thinking we're at the halfway point of the NFL season. Talk about what happened in week eight and talk about all my predictions for week nine. Then we wrap back around to Thursday. We'll be talking about what happened on AEW Dynamite. Uh, so again, make sure you hit the subscribe button to get alerts when all those episodes are released. Once again, thank you guys for joining me. I am your host, Cole Martins, and you guys all have a great day.